What's up, QAA listeners? The fun games have begun. I found a way to connect to the internet. I'm sorry, boy. 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 Welcome, listener, to the 64th chapter of the QAnon Anonymous podcast, The Battle of 8chan episode. As always, we are your hosts, Jake Rakotansky, Julian Fields, and Travis View. This week's episode touches on all of our favorite themes, demented boomer energy, endless QAnon blue balls, and full-on digital warfare. Our return guest is Frederick Brennan, the founder of 8chan, which is the image board where Q used to post. Fred has been working tirelessly to keep his creation offline, much to the frustration of the board's current owners and operators, Jim and Ron Watkins. Before discussing that ongoing conflict, we thought we'd take a deeper look at 8chan's freshest iteration, 8kun, and how the QAnon community is dealing with the new name and the project's multiple false starts. If you're a new listener, we recommend you listen to episode 32. It'll give you all the background you need on 4chan and 8chan before we dive into this. So this episode also includes an exploration of Jim Watkins' psychedelic online presence, which is guaranteed to scramble your frontal lobe and leave you wandering your local grocery aisle with no clothes on. But before all that... QAnon News. All right, story this week. Uh, Chrissy Teigen lashes out at QAnon followers for harassment campaign. <laughs> so um, occasionally, you know, QAnon followers, they get worked up in the frenzy over a particular celebrity or even sometimes they're just a regular person that they find objectionable. Uh, previous targets have included Rain Wilson, Tom Hanks and Bill Maher. Uh, why, sh- why they could just stick with Bill Maher? I mean, yeah, just stick sure. with Bill Maher. That guy. I mean, I'm not going to say he deserves it, but he fucking deserves it. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, meanwhile, Hanks, Hanks, don't you dare touch him. Yeah. Don't you whoa, dare whoa, touch whoa. a hair on his charming head. Okay. Well, Jake did play the volleyball in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Just a broken ball with no air in it and a shitty face drawn onto it in blood. Now, usually the celebrities, they just ignore the QAnon trolls, but uh, uh, QAnon has also persistently targeted uh, the model and cookbook author Chrissy Teigen, and uh, Chrissy appears to be more online than most celebrities. Uh, So this past week, she has been pushing back against the QAnon community with her Twitter account. Um, Chrissy said this in a series of tweets on October 22nd. You know what is not great? (laughs) I still have to read on social media many times a day that John and I are pedophiles and look at photoshopped miscaptioned photos of us on, quote, Epstein Island. And I just have to deal with it because people are crazy these days. The best is when these sick losers are like, look, she's rubbing it in all our faces. Q is coming. Q never comes. There she goes again with the symbols. Someone do a movie on these pathetic nutcases, I beg you. (laughs) I am so over these pieces of shit and not saying anything because they spiral. So go spiral, you fucking losers. You're batshit. Absolutely unwell. Get help. I'm serious. (laughs) Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? It's beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) You love to see it. I mean, yeah. I mean, this is like, yeah. They love to see it. That's what they want. Chrissy, if you're listening to the episode, this this is what they want. They want to see you mad because they go, oh, we're over the target. Yeah, Chrissy. I mean, you got to. Ignore the trolls. I get how it's frustrating, and I I I, yes. I, I understand it is 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 bonkers. But you gotta understand these people. The only the only way to win the game is not to play. 
The well, only yes. way to win the game is to do a duet with John about QAnon. You have <laughs> to put out a QAnon song yes, that is, with will, John. That's the only right. way. And We're leave specialists. You, they'll leave you alone forever. Now, the yes. best way when they when I when every now and again when a when a Q person uh, finds their way into my you know my modest uh, Twitter account, I just like their tweet and sometimes I'll reply like, "Yes, I do eat children," and kind of just go on my way. Uh, because they, you do eat children. Because I do, and um, you know nothing. Nothing really triggers these these folks more than you agreeing with them and uh, going about your life. So now that we mansplained to Chrissy Teigen, <laughs> like, I guess we can move on. <laughs> Just trying to offer some advice. I know. Uh, I know. I know. We I know mean, how to deal. There's with... no real advice we could give. Yeah, there's really no advice. Garbage. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're totally like, right. Yeah, you're right. It's garbage. There's, I'm sorry. There's like there's yes. lots of people in the, in the country whose brains are damaged and there's no good way to handle it. That's it. That's, there's that's a society-wide really yeah. problem that you <laughs> will never solve. And so, you know what? Attack them or don't. Just keep on keeping on. Yeah, Chrissy. keep yes, doing yeah. it. Because they sure as hell are as well. <laughs> down. What's going on in that beautiful mind? I'm on your magical mystery ride. The Battle of Eight Coon. Voyage into the center. Of Jim Watkins. Jim Watkins, like many other boomers of the apocalypse, is more of a vibe than a person. Imagine watching footage of a colonoscopy and seeing a polyp emerge from the darkness with the grinning face of a jack-o'-lantern. Imagine a boot you fished out of the river explaining the First Amendment. Imagine <laughs> cheesecloth developing sentience. You've probably imagined Jim Watkins. As you may already know, he's the dad in the father-son duo owning and operating the controversial image board 8chan, now rebranded 8kun. In March of 2019, the man responsible for the Christchurch mosque shootings in New Zealand posted his manifesto to their board. The tragedy cost 51 people their lives and specifically targeted Muslims. One month later, the Christchurch shooting inspired another shooter who killed one person and injured three at a synagogue in Poe, California. That shooter also posted a manifesto to 8chan prior to the incident. He was targeting Jewish people. In August, yet another shooter, also inspired by Christchurch, posted an anti-immigrant manifesto to 8chan before killing 22 people and injuring 24 at a Walmart in El Paso, Texas. In response, various infrastructure vendors dropped 8chan as a client and the site went offline as a result. Since then, Jim and his son Ron have been attempting to get the board back online through a variety of methods, the latest being their very subtle rebrand to 8kun. So many have been asking, us included, we have been pretty stupid so far with this, but what kun even means? Well, in Japan, people use suffixes to denote gender and age in the public and professional spheres. Travis, for example, is an adult and could be formerly referenced as Vusan. Hmm. Last name and suffix. Children have gendered suffixes, uh, usually chan for girls and kun for boys. You mostly pair these with first names. So if I met an eight-year-old Travis, I'd call him Travis Kun. The reality is a little more complex than what I've explained so far. Chan can be used more broadly to denote cuteness or intimacy, and kun can also be used to denote male inferiors in the workplace. But the board's shift from 8chan to 8kun is basically the shift from little girl to little boy, which in this context is so many layers of fucked up that I'd really just rather not get into it at all. The visionaries of QAnon also have some thoughts. First up, we have Jordan Sather. Moving on to 8chan and uh, 8chan tweeting today from their official Twitter account, basically asking anybody who is a board owner on 8chan 
to email them if they want to become a board owner on 8kun. Not 8chan anymore, 8kun. We are no longer Anons on the Chans, we're Anons on the Coons. <laughs> 8kun. It's gonna take a, it's gonna take a lot to get that out of our systems. Start saying 8kun instead of 8chan, right? But uh, there you go. Days away, folks. Might be just days away now. Final stretches of 8kun coming back online. And then uh, I do expect to see shortly thereafter Q posting again. When Q starts posting again, that's gonna break the internet. <laughs> it's gonna break the internet. I hope 8kun has uh, plenty of server space for all the traffic they're about to get. Oh, this is so sad. Yeah. He sounds so exhausted and just he's, like, he's, you can really see, it's, yeah, you know what it's he's like? miserable. You know what it's like? There's a video of Tom Cruise speaking at the uh, one of the Scientology galas. And you can see behind his eyes yeah. that he knows, he knows it's all bullshit. And it's like, oh. it's, it's. But say there's always like this. It's not just now. He, you can sense like inner pain. Yeah. And when he tries to pretend he's happy or excited, it's like freaky. That part, that part too, where he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, you, you'll better, better have, better have a lot of servers for all the traffic that they're <laughs> getting. He's got the same shit that Bolsonaro does where he just always looks like he's going to cry even when he's smiling. So Sather, although unable to feel anything due to his long ago plastified internal organs, did attempt to feign excitement in a later video. He's shooting to have 8kun live on Thursday the 17th. And when he said the 17th, he Grin chuckled a little bit, we know why, but sounds like it'll be up on Thursday. The 17th is Thursday. He said maybe the 18th, but by this weekend, as per Jim Watkins' own words. So exciting, exciting, guys. Definitely wanted to tell you guys that. Uh, it is now yeah. the 27th. Yeah, 10 days after that. 10 days yeah. after that. Of course. And it's just, but they're no used, they're used to it, dude. They're used yeah. to it. It's the, it's fucking it's Q people, so they're they're used to a failing boomer <laughs> letting them just disappointing them and lying to them over and over and over. Listen, they're not they're not disappointed by the lack of uh, success and victory because they don't know what it's like. Yeah, you they, know, so they don't know what they're missing. Yeah, so so the uh, failure is just is, and disappointment is just just the air that they breathe. Yeah. It's just normal for them. Yeah, but like, Sather does look like he's simulating human emotions. Like he <laughs> is an absolutely hollow vessel. <laughs> he's got nothing left. Exciting. Very exciting. Just, just, just exciting. Please, 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 please. There's just like a cue card that tells him what facial movements to make to feign excitement. Turn corners of a mouth <laughs> upwards. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, because uh, most of the influencers were as confused as us when it comes to the Kuhn suffix, they relied on a tweet by Disclosure Backpack, which is a purportedly Japanese Anon. Now, here is Disclosure Backpack's tweet. Here in Japan, Chan is a cuter honorific, and Kuhn is more masculine. Kuhn can also sometimes denote more respect. 8chan is leveling up. So this was retweeted by Joe M. Storm is upon us and Lisa May Crowley, who added, yes, indeed. Uh, in the Matrix, linked to an article explaining the suffixes, adding, quote, so what does Kuhn mean? It's a more formal term than Chan. Overall, QAnon influencers were very excited to feel more masculine and serious <laughs> as they logged onto a site that facilitates, among other things, 
organized harassment of female gamers, casual chats about the Jewish question, and of course, the posting of child pornography to boards with names like slash cake, slash doll, and slash delicious. So there has been one notable outlier, a guy calling himself Chief Police. And now, honestly, this is my favorite QAnon account these days. If you do not follow Chief Police, go now at Chief Police 2. It's just an absolute (laughs) fucking love fest. It's like old school QAnon. This guy is like vintage QAnon. He's he's giving it everything you want. All the stuff that that you listen to this show because you enjoy making fun of. He's, he's there. So don't it's fuck like with the him. early days. You like, do not fuck with him. Do not poke this fucking man. He is right. in a beautiful cage <laughs> and he is he's raging in there and eating straw and, and, and <laughs> flinging feces at himself. You do not fuck with him. Our beautiful chief police uh, had this to say. I find the use of the letters in eight coon very interesting. Does it actually stand for Kennedy Unites Nation? I think it might. <laughs> It is the rebirth of 8chan with a twist. Love it in all caps. He's got the funniest boomer energy. He's so (laughs) enthusiastic. He's nonstop. He believes in clones. He believes that people are dead or that they were already. It's just so many amazing things. So just go check him out. Um, Again, do not fuck with him. He's our precious boy. It it might actually be a Jake account. I'm not sure. (laughs) Anyways, back to Jim and his attempts to wash the stink off his board and get it back online. Jim recently traveled to Washington where he spoke to Congress, as well as giving an interview to Pizzagate dipshit Jack Posobiec of One American News. He also spoke to the Washington Post over the phone, which did not go very well. At one point, he told their reporter to, quote, fuck off. He then explained that he was speaking to his Uber driver. Uh, Jim was uh, asked about a program 8chan was running that allowed board users to promote specific posts by paying in cryptocurrency, specifically Susu Coin, which is another of Watkins' creations. The Washington Post reporter asked Jim whether he thought naming the program King of the Shekel was anti-Semitic. Jim hung up. (laughs) When the Washington Post tried him again, Watkins made his business partner Tom Rydell answer and explain that Jim did not want to speak to them anymore, which is what adults do. Uh Uh-huh. Um, Susu coin is a pretty fascinating endeavor in and of itself. It's a cryptocurrency hanging its hat on free speech absolutism, run out of Japan but owned by the Watkins, and named after Susuko, uh, an anime character they made up. Now, although Susuko certainly seems to be an underage girl in the lolly tradition, her biography, which for some reason is included on the cryptocurrency website, adamantly lists her birthday as 12-20-1990-X. Over 20 years old. <laughs> Just, <I guess>. uh. <laughs> and if you look at the photo of boys, can we agree that this not does not seem to depict an over 20 year old person? No, it does. It, it remarkably it does uh, not immature 20 mm-hmm. year old. If so. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting. The bio that they have. OK, so her, her nationality is Japanese. Height is 1.61 meters. Yeah. She weighs 42 kilograms. Mm-hmm. Born over 20 years old. Yeah. They right. don't really, yeah. they, they, I guess they don't want to finish the 90, the, no number there for no yeah. reason. It's just so fucking weird. She's a Sagittarius. Uh, her blood type is zero. Um, her special ability is that she has an almost photographic memory, and that's for users. Like, um, why are you writing this? This is a fucking cryptocurrency website. Fine, you we chose a mascot. Why do you have to do this? Her hobbies are playing a game called Mineshaft. Which, oh, whatever. She dislikes censorship, authority figures, and moderators. 
<laughs> just cannot let the petty grievances go. Just absolutely furious. Mad, mad. Her greatest fear is amnesia, uh, which is weird for a young That's woman. So weird. Uh, and her aspiration is to uh, build her own library and become a librarian. Which honestly, Susuko, if you're out there, do not listen to any of these men. Escape now. <laughs> Run away as far as you can from these people. They are not trying to help you. Um, anyways. The cryptocurrency is, quote, designed with added transactional storage capacity for the purpose of archiving data and therefore securing free speech. By uploading data to the blockchain, SusuCoin helps you archive your thoughts and ideas forever. Wait, beyond, what? <laughs> beyond the reach of authoritarian governments, censorious corporations and overzealous moderators. So, OK, I'll explain what this what they're trying to say here. Basically, each transaction creates a log and the person making the transaction is able to include text and or data inside of it. Anybody interacting with SusuCoin, buying it, selling it or using software to read these logs has no choice but to download all of the past logs all at once. In theory, users could even store images and software would enable all the posts to be viewable as a sort of image board. Unfortunately for the Watkins, the idea has the same core flaws as ZeroNet, the decentralized 8chan clone. Users could easily be downloading and hosting child pornography without even realizing it. Um, so this leads me to believe that anybody considering buying SusuCoin to, quote, archive their thoughts and ideas forever should probably just write the N-word on a dollar bill and hide it <laughs> under their mattress instead. That's what I recommend. But where some see obstacles, Ron Watkins, the son sees very little. His work on a full-fledged decentralized 8chan running on blockchain technology is nothing new. He calls it Project Odin, and he's been working on it since at least 2018 when he first copy-pasted the Bitcoin code and got to work. Now, on October 25th of 2019, this year, Ron posted about how far the project has come. Project Odin update. Posting slash media slash reading all working. Just moderation to finish up. Thanks to everybody reaching out and offering to help test. Unrelated, but I took my dog for an off-the-leash walk. Looking happy because she is not often off her leash in public. Yes. A, 6.9K likes. Yeah. 2.2K well. retweets. Yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah. Seems like that would be two separate tweets, but... Mm -hmm. Praying Medic reacted to the post. I'm encouraged to see Ron and Jim Watkins taking this route. It Kuhn should provide a secure communications platform for Q and for others who value free speech. Praying Medic has been following the 8chan saga closely. He's even having dreams about it. Here's from a recent blog post. This is an update on the battle to get 8chan back online, which would provide an opportunity for QAnon to post again. I'd like to start this off with a dream that may be relevant. <laughs> In the dream that I had last night, an unknown person was trying to send messages. It wasn't clear who the intended audience was, but the messages were being blocked. As the dream progressed, fragments of the messages became visible to me, but not to the public. I didn't understand the message fragments because they were written in Chinese. <laughs> this was the second dream I had in the last week where I saw messages written in Chinese that someone was trying to send. Why are the dreams relevant? 
Praying Medic explains that he later learned of 8chan's attempts to use Tencent and Alibaba's infrastructure in their effort to get 8kun online. This led him to wonder if my dreams weren't showing me that Q's messages, the unknown person in the dream, are going to be routed through China, a country that speaks Chinese, and that Q is willing to post again, but his messages are being blocked by those who are keeping 8kun offline. So, praying medic. Um, this is fucking wild. That they, people they speak like, like Cantonese. Like, uh, they speak Mandarin, but they do not speak Chinese. Chinese is not a language you fucking moron. Um, but yes, also he's using his usual like pr- put my hands on him and have visions shit. But for the dumbest fucking shit <laughs> for fucking online forum. What are we even talking about? What are we? Why? <laughs> what is, is this? We've what? got. I'm fucking pissed. We've got a fucking. We've got this Philly Corgan looking motherfucker, like talking about dream interpretations for a, a fucking Nazi message board that they're like waiting to come back. Like. How? Yeah. How does anybody look at this? How does anybody <laughs> look at this? And they and they don't have that feeling of like, I feel dumb. <laughs> like, how do they? I, I it's the eternal mystery. Yeah. I, I feel like I would be studying the mindsets of these people for the rest of my life, trying to crack the code. Yeah. Why are you the way you are? <laughs> well, if you could astral project Travis View, you should start to invade some of their dreams like you would in Dark Souls. Oh, just to try to combat that. them and not let them get to the final boss, <laughs> which I guess is just the entire Jewish people. Yeah. Other influencers have also been following the developments. Joe M. mused about the very powerful haters. 8kun already got attacked on the very first day of going live. The sophisticated forces of opposition against us are very real, but patriots will prevail. Q will return, and comms will be restored. He also gloated about how the haters were, even though powerful, totally doomed. The Streisand effect has been building like old faithful anticipation for 8chan's next generation return. Expect a surge in traffic to 8kun beyond what was seen uh, before as the cork is let out of the bottle of the Great Awakening and Q drops by to tell us what we miss. It's, yeah. it's exactly it's, like it's, it's, bad, it's, bad writing. Weird, weird stuff. Yeah. But it's all like Sather shit too. It's like they won't talk about the failures, but instead they've gone on to be like, boy, whoa, the traffic is going to surge once this thing finally does get up. It's like... Yeah. Because in a way, this is kind of great because instead of focusing on the storm, you get to focus on even before that, not is Q real, will Q ever be able to post again? Before that even, will the message board that Q posts on ever go back up? It's great. The more layers there are between (laughs) anything related to the storm, it's like fantastic. Holy shit. We're waiting for a message board. Then we're waiting for the guy to post again. Then we're waiting to see if he's real. Then if he's real, we're waiting for the storm to come true. That's great. So many layers yet to peel back. They can keep the grift going forever. <laughs> Meanwhile, Lisa Mae Crowley was playing 4D chess, already planning the deep state's next move. 
How long after 8-Kun is launched before another false flag shooter manifesto was posted there? Oh, so just gross. it's not online and she's already saying that whatever shooting happens in the future that gets posted there yeah, is already it's, it's, it's fake. It's, it's, it's fake. fake. It's, it's already fake. fake. You know, it's like it's, it's fake before I learn anything about it. It's fake I, before what, the, the message was even shooting. back online. Ariel, Ariel is fake. Real shootings don't happen. Real manifestos are It's fake are it's real. posted to HN. Because if you post a manifesto to HN and then do a shooting, even if it's whatever, if it's all fake, it's because you want to take down Q. It's all yes. about Q. Yes. It's not about 50 people dead in, in, a, in a mosque fucking somewhere, you fucking monstrous idiot. Unblock me, idiot. coward. <laughs> <laughs> fucking ah uh, yeah angry travis back in the house um there's also some pretty delicious drama surrounding a media platform calling itself george you can find them at george.news now they're linked to a twitter account going by the collective q and here's the village idiot chief police wandering into a minefield i find this very interesting jfk jr was publishing quote george before his supposed death he didn't have any future layouts. Publishers always has those. 8chan went down. <laughs> New name for it is 8kun. 8kun.net is not there. <laughs> HTTP colon slash slash 8kun.org goes to George. Go look. Meanwhile, veterans like Jordan Sather can recognize their own and our boys not impressed. I'm not the biggest fan of that George account. I saw them selling 8kun sweatshirts, and they even bought the 8kun.org domain and redirected that to their own website. Really weird stuff. So that actually did happen, and then after getting uh, quite a bit of, uh, you know, like spite thrown on at them by people like Jordan Sather, they rerouted it to 8kun.net. Oh, um, that's funny. But yeah. see, they're still selling the sweatshirts, but they say that the money's going to go to the the general flynn defense wait, wait, fund so, yeah. so, so, wait 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 so so somebody yeah. so so, so yeah. eight coon is like okay it's up in its in its infantile stages yeah. somebody goes oh it's not working yet i'm just gonna buy the since the domain isn't registered i'm just gonna buy nope. it and put up my merch site it's a separate it's like dot org instead of dot net yeah so they they it's like a common one that people would probably type in if they just oh right right type right. the different one in and then yeah they redirect it to their own merch site where they were selling eight coon branded stuff and this is a George, it, it's an actual media platform. They're like articles and shit. It looks like Goldwater or like a cheap Breitbart or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's some sort of thing. And I'm exhausted even thinking about this oh, shit. This but is it's, so exhausting. This whole awful. episode has just been exhausting for me. <laughs> <laughs> so Jim Watkins is not interacting much with any of these Q influencers, which is forcing them to scrutinize these shambling boomers social media for information about their precious HN. But Jim is more interested in working on his YouTube presence, the interminable YouTube live streams on his Xerxes Watkins account are mostly glassy-eyed AMAs, but they also include comedic bits and songs. All of his content, unfortunately, is hampered by Jim's seething frustration at 8kun's rocky launch. I've prepared a little montage for your pleasure. <laughs> hey friends, I'm your friends to the ends. <laughs> Subscribe. Hi guys, it's Jim. How are you? Ho ho ho! Follow me! Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe! Hit the bell! Hey! How are you and welcome to my YouTube channel. Follow me! Hey! Subscribe, hit the bell, and like this video. Anyway. So, 
We did go live yesterday on the 17th. We were up for just a short period of time. We had some technical difficulties that we are working through. I had hoped we would be standing tall today, exercising our right to peaceably assemble. Don't worry, we will be back online very soon. I hope uninterrupted sometime today. Chugga 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 choo choo! It's your favorite dinosaur here looking for unicorns. <laughs> and and you know we're we're ready to go live. Just uh, we've got uh, there's a fire on the I five. We gotta wait. Things like that. There, there's a there's a a lot of network issues that have come up. And networking is an important part. We can be live. Our servers can be turned on. And yet, you can't see them because there's no network to get to them. So let me build the network. Yeah, HN is where good Christians belong. We have a nice Christian board. I love all of you with the love of God and the renewed mind. Yes. So weirdo. Just weirdo. His energy is so yeah. amazing. Yeah. The, I he's fucking he's love in him. California. Yeah, right? he is. Yeah, he where is, where yeah. the fuck is he staying? He's like, seems like he was around LA and then he drove up to, around. He drove up to San Francisco probably to pick up those servers. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that uh, were maybe <laughs> evicted from a big server farm <laughs> up there. But yeah, he's been around uh, LA. I think he's waiting for this naturalization thing. I think you have to leave the country and then come back in. Uh, he did post one of the only touching things I've seen him uh, post was about uh, missing his wife and dog. Uh, but yeah, don't feel bad for this guy. He's, no, he's no, a piece of, course of shit. Not. Uh, and he was reading uh, from the Constitution. He oh. was reading from the Declaration of Independence. He was singing hymns. Um, he was uh, looking for a hidden treasure map on the back <laughs> of the Constitution. <laughs> he has been doing ASMR as well. He writes and just kind of puts the camera real close. And then sometimes he just does live streams from places that have so bad, such bad connection that they just constantly drop out. Cool. And or places that are so fucking loud that you can't hear him or understand what he's saying. Cool. Um, and yeah, he's constantly dealing with people saying stuff like, we don't want to look up your nose anymore and trying to get him to hold the phone properly <laughs> <laughs> because for his bifocals to function in his sunglasses, he has to kind of look down at the phone, yeah. <laughs> which results in the classic boomer Skype position <laughs> that we all know and love. <laughs> now, Jim's behavior has caused consternation for the more self-serious military LARPers and Christians in the Q crowd who don't appreciate his edgy humor. Um, thank God for a praying medic, the boomer whisperer sent to decipher the misfiring synapses of a dying mind. So here's from his Twitter. Many people have commented on the, quote, odd behavior of Jim Watkins on his live streams. I've taken a wait and see attitude. People have been messaging me for weeks suggesting that he's been dropping coded messages in his live streams. Last night, two things became obvious. His odd behavior is an act. Fearing censorship, he's been acting corny because in his words, corny people don't get censored. It also became clear that he's providing information to us, but he has to be careful about how he does it because he doesn't want to tip off his enemies about his plans. It seems likely that Watkins has been dropping coded information the entire time. If you're an astute observer, and if you review his previous live streams, you might pick up a few things you didn't see before. Cucumber dance? 
or cucumber dance. Double meanings work well against sniffers. Q. So here we have. Um, I'm going to have a brain aneurysm, <laughs> honestly. Like they're playing. They're doing the same shit they did with Cuba with Jim. Like there's secret messages. Gotcha. Oh, with Trump, actually. No, it's more like what they do with Trump. Right, right. Where they take his, his typos and they say like, well, say, everything has meaning. And yes. Yeah, they would every, be better off just leaving it alone and not even addressing this guy. Every time, like a guy like Praying Medic comes out to be like, "Let me explain how this still is working and and in our favor," they cheapen the whole QAnon narrative. I I think. Yeah, but the problem is that the grifters paying money to this guy rely on the fact that you know his whole story holds together, and so when Jim is endangering that story by acting like a fucking insane troll like loser who's like basically imitating a gay youtuber that fucks with his money yeah. so he has to like step up yeah. and give some explanation for hey, why guys, yeah yeah, uh, yeah no i know but it's yeah. it's it's uh, he's i mean if you take the word corny and you know if you what he really means is he's acting gay because gay people don't get censored like yeah. it's that kind of coded thing of saying yeah that's why he's acting like this, you know, liberal YouTube guy who's, you know, not being manly or whatever. It's because, you know, he knows that those people don't get censored, which is, of course, an absurd boomer statement. But yeah, yeah. his money's getting fucked with pretty bad by this guy who's clearly not taking things very seriously. Yeah. And, so and not, he's making the whole operation yeah. look like a fucking Mickey Mouse shit. Like it's 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 affecting. It's it's yeah. not it's not like mill psyop. Uh, no. You know, it's it doesn't have any of the cool Tom yeah. Clancy stuff. It just has the corny YouTube shit. Yeah, no. like how could you feel dramatic listening to this guy? Yeah, there's yeah. nothing. Yeah. There's nothing. How cool. could you feel like a spy with this dude who's got fucking? Look at him. I mean, he's just lost. <laughs> yeah, he's clearly lost. He's literally lost. He's been doing like road trips. <laughs> like he's literally lost, like in the hills of California. He's somewhere. on some sort of picaresque where you yeah. know, like he's ah, a wall of fire. Has, has, <laughs> how will I get past this? What will Jim Watkins do this week? It's incredible. So anyways, Jim was eventually forced to address all the QAnon followers constantly popping up in his live stream chats. Here he is in his car listening to some Rush. Yeah, QAnon's coming back, I'm sure. And hopefully they'll be on our website because, because you know, hey, I'm not a boomer, but I'm almost a boomer. <laughs> I don't know, what's the cutoff for boomer? I, I never really thought of myself as a boomer because my parents are boomers. What? Wow. Dude, just rush like punctuating his, <laughs> his, his question. <laughs> you can't write this shit, folks. This is why we do this podcast. Oh. This is why we fucking do it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you have no idea. The first day I sat down to try to write this stuff and watch these videos and look look into this stuff. I didn't even write a word. I just got weirdly depressed and I felt like disoriented. Yeah, I he, felt properly disoriented. He's like QAnon's like dirty little secret. Like they don't want, <laughs> no. they don't want like him don't becoming a much. personality. The because is, he's been doing this for like 25 days, 20, 25 days now, ever since he got exiled, basically. Like he went on this, he's got on this YouTube tear where he's doing like was AMAs like, every day because right. he's lonely. Uh, he's like, I know. He's like, I know. I can, I can single handedly. He's like Willie Loman. He's like, he's like, I can single 
single-handedly like save this brand and he's like going on and all of the like you know the board members are like no 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 yeah. you know don't make any statements don't do anything and he's like no i'm gonna save it on my own like even he even here at the beginning he goes oh yeah q's gonna come back well hopefully he uses my site it's like yeah. no 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 you're the, you're in contact with him you're you're his point man he's he's definitely gonna use your site dude yeah. like yeah I feel like the most important thing to like uh, Q, uh, Q for the Q9 people is the Q vibe. He just it's, cannot yeah, nail he, the Q yes, vibe. You need the vibe. Yeah, he's nothing. He's not. He's not. He's kind of trying to do the Christian thing. Like, I think he knows he should do it. But yeah. he is so far from a religious man. He's just a sex pervert. Yeah. Who made his money on porn. Like, it's the same thing as them loving Trump, except Trump somehow pulls it off a million times better than Jim. Yeah. Because. Trump seems focused, positively focused compared yeah, to Jim Watkins, yeah. which is hard, which is hard. Yeah, this guy looks like he's chasing, you know, butterflies and um, squirrels. Yeah, he sees, <laughs> he's seeing stuff, dude. It really is like the, you know, when you decapitate like a, a royal, like the last 20 seconds that the, the brain keeps working or whatever. Yeah. That's just him on repeat. Those yeah. last 20 seconds forever and ever and ever until mm -hmm. until the end of time. Honestly, I hope that uh, Christians across this great nation uh, can look forward to in about a week, probably you'll be able to buy uh, Boomer Jim bathwater and you can just fucking chug it. Oh, you can God just drink it. it up, baby, and listen to some Rush and just feel the Holy Spirit of Q uh, inhabit you and then um, probably sit on the bathroom for a while because I can't imagine that's good for your digestive tract, but... Either way, this man is, uh, he's, he's, he's on an exodus, you know, he has his own burning bush, which is these incredible fires that we have out here in California right <laughs> yeah. now. Just incredible. He, he uh, may or may not have started them <laughs> <laughs> on his journey. Yeah. With how fucking lit his videos are, like his content is he just leaves banging. a wig. He just leaves a wake of fucking charred houses yeah. and, 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 and fucking, you know, national forests like in his wake. His shit is so lit. Yeah, he's just very, very, very lonely. He spends all day like jumping onto these chats because he has nothing really else to do, I think. Um, yeah, so. and probably like tasted a little bit of he tasted a little bit of the fame, maybe like when he went to Congress or whatever. And because he kind of became this public figure once yeah. so because without eight Chan. It's just Jim Watkins. Yeah, and that's that's the brand now because Eight Chan is no longer around. So he's take like, take away Eight Chan, and Jim Watkins might not get naturalized, and I don't know what that might lead to for him. But that's also on the line. Like his yeah. whole existence is kind of on the line right now because he's such an obstinate idiot. Yeah, you know, he could have just dropped this long ago and just even even just changed the name so it's not at all Eight Kun, and he would have probably gotten servers, and Frederick would have probably left him alone. But he couldn't. He is a classic case of uh, a Greek tragic figure that is going to fall by his own yeah. fucking misdeeds. Like yeah. he, he has. <laughs> he's too fucking proud. He's a, he's in fact he's the boomer generation. Yeah. The fucking the world is on fire, and he can't let go of his dumbass pride. He just can't. Mm. And so bless. Bless our, our beautiful Boomer listeners. We love you. We're not talking about you. We're just talking about this guy. Yeah. Um, and also, Jim, if you're listening, it, Boomer is is a is a mindset, dude. Doesn't matter your fucking yeah, age. You could be you age. could be 30. And if you were going on like this, we'd call you a fucking boomer, my friend. Yes. So expect that to continue. Fair. My head's underwater, but I'm breathing fire.
with Frederick Brennan. They tried a few different um, tactics, the Q people. First, they used to just say, oh, he's not the reason other shadowy forces are taking Aikun down again and again. And then when, when there were too many coincidences, I suppose, as they would say, then it turned into, um, okay, maybe he's being effective, but Jim has a secret plan that he's keeping behind, and this is all just... This is all just to bait the media. Like, I, yeah, th- that that was the next one. It's the classic. But, it's the classic. We're losing, but still winning secretly. Yeah, right. right. Somehow. They're but, used to they're <laughs> they're used to assigning like four D chess skill to like incredibly stupid boomers like Trump. So hey, one step to Watkins. Yes. <laughs> but then this morning, I saw that even Chief Police Two is on their case. He is my even favorite. The Yes, even that. the stupidest boomer Twitter account can not keep a straight face when it comes to the Jim Watkins stuff. He answered this guy who told me that he's a Q troll, <laughs> so I guess he trolled both of us, but he answered this guy who said, uh, name of the company that owns it is called Is It Wet Yet, Inc. <laughs> Owner Jim Watkins used to own a porn company and is rumored to have sex with pigs in the Philippines. <laughs> These Christians, like, they, it doesn't work because Jim Watkins is yeah. an absolute degenerate. And so yeah. the, the Christian kind of uh, satanic panic guys are, are having a conniption trying to fit this man. I know. Weird how Q, the greatest military intel psyop, is so dependent on them. Yeah. And then Chief Police 2 answers one word, all caps, INDEED. <laughs> <laughs> How strange it is that, uh, what is it, Bikini Bar, the owner of the Asian Bikini yeah. Bar. <laughs> <laughs> How strange. <laughs> have, you seen, have you seen Jim Watkins singing hymns recently? On yes, of course. Oh, yes, 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 I'm here for it. Yes, I've worked <laughs> a little bit of that into, uh, into our story. <laughs> I knew him so well. And I never saw him say a single hymn or even claim to be a Christian. It is just pure grift at this point. Yeah, he's trying. It's been really interesting to watch him, like, see that, like, maybe he wants to become, like, a YouTube influencer. And so he's watched, like, four or five, like, popular YouTube influencers and thinks that he's, like, nailed down the sort of, like, rhythm of, like, (laughs) what that is by kind of, like, dancing weirdly and being, like, you know, pretend. It's this kind of, like, fake, like, fake flightiness that he kind of, like, puts on. Like, it's so apparently, like, an actor. He's like, oh, hello. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my good friends looking at me. Oh, you shouldn't have. Anyways. The transition is always so, like, abrupt, too. (laughs) He'll go from... He'll go from the, you know, subscribe to my YouTube channel, and then he'll just say, anyway, and grab the phone and go. It, it, it's just 60 to zero, not even zero to 60. <laughs> well, the voice you are hearing, listener, is, of course, Frederick Brennan, the founder of 8chan, who has been waging a war on the father-son duo that is uh, 8kun, the organization that is attempting to get 8chan back online. Uh, We did a bit of a cold open there, but uh, we're here with Fred to talk a little bit about his battle. And uh, I'm going to hand it over to Travis. So, yeah, I want to talk about like, you know, so how basically all all this started right when uh, when Cloud 
Flair decide they had enough of Eight Chan uh, after the El Paso shooting, right? And then, right. and then, um, and then they decided to discontinue services. And then Eight um, Chan decided to try and use Epic, right, with uh, Rob Monster. Do you know anything about uh, uh, um, Epic? So myself, um, kind of being a bit tech savvy and knowing, especially internally what was important to their business. I knew that Cloudflare dropping out was going to be a uh, significant problem. Yeah. And I I told people that right away. And, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, well, the Daily Stormer managed to get back online, so they'll be able to, too. No, no. (laughs) But, (laughs) yeah, no, sorry. Believe it or not, a journalism degree is not um, the same thing as IT experience, who would have thought. But... (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, uh, uh, but I, I, unfortunately, I don't know too much about Rob Monster. But what I do know is that Epic seems, it, it, it's like a really weird story. And I think that if they do manage to get back online, it's probably an easy way to break them apart again. Because Rob Monster is the one who bought BitMitigate from its founder, Nicholas Lim. And now that limb guy is working with Jim Watkins, like, directly. So, but apparently, I, I saw in an article that Lim still claims to be doing work with his old company, BitMitigate. But Monster said that 8chan wasn't allowed on BitMitigate stuff. So it seems like either Mr. Monster is using, like, this Vanwa Tech shell company because it doesn't have any other clients to kind of bring people's attention away from him and his businesses or his, you know, his business partner is basically moonlighting on something that he's not supposed to be doing. So either one is bad. So when you go to 8 right now, it does say access forbidden and has like Vanwatech uh, right, label. Right. So that, as far as we can tell, and a lot of people report to me, you know, I won't say everybody because, you know, not everybody wants a, how you know, just hordes of angry Q people on their tail. So uh, a lot of people will send me something and then say, oh, you, you can post this or, but I don't want my name on it. So... I have gotten information from people who used to work with Lim and who know him, like, from before, um, you know, while he was still doing his Daily Stormer stuff. Mm. So, that in 2017. So, it, it seems like um, it, it, it's just a really weird... It's either a shell company or it is a way for... Uh, monster to keep him and Epic out of it while still, you know, helping Jim Watkins get HN back online. Interesting. Copy that. And so you're saying that Epic and and Lim and then Vanwatech are kind of at the very least friendly with Daily Stormer, and they were kind of involved in keeping yes. them online. Actually, Lim built his whole business on the Daily Stormer. I know that sounds wow. It's just wow. as bad as it sounds, yes. BitMitigate was pretty much nothing before the Daily Stormer. And Lim admits that he wanted the media attention from being the guy to get it back online. So... 
Yeah. Yeah, I know that uh, uh, the company Epic and its CEO, Rob Monster, uh, offered services to Gab uh, famously when like no one else was willing to touch them. So this right. it seems like there's like there's like kind of like a niche of uh, of uh, of service providers who are can sort of make a make a do pretty okay for themselves by offering services to uh, these sorts of like toxic toxic <laughs> yeah, websites people that nobody else <laughs> yeah. wants. I mean, speaking yeah, of- absolutely. But you know, even if you only push Jim and Eight Chan onto those services, it's still a victory in a way because you're making everything that much more expensive for him. So what happened was is that uh, so uh, originally tried to get involved with Epic and then there was a uh, um, uh, there was a uh, was a server provider who leased server space to uh, Epic called Voxility, who uh, who apparently they denied services to Epic. And then right. th- that's when that's basically when uh, Jim Watkins d- decided he had a branding problem. <laughs> and um, and uh, and uh, that's when that's when uh, so that they changed a new logo, new URL, 8coon.net. The thing about 8coon is it is as juvenile as calling it not 8chan. Like right. it's it's as jev- juvenile as not 8chan. Yeah, think if about it for a second. Like, Q-chan, yeah. like how the fuck are you going to sell your website to someone who's like, oh, I turned down 8chan. How about 8coon? Like that's <laughs> any fucking moron's going to be like, well, no, that's exactly the same. <laughs> right. They could have just changed <laughs> yeah. the name, but they had to make it a, a point of pride, I think. I wonder. Right. And then when you and then when you look into why they actually chose Coon, it's based on like Japanese honorifics. So there's even more. Like, they're trying to show that it's a grown-up 8chan, quote-unquote, whatever that would mean. Um, I wonder if all these, like, QAnon boomers or whatever, they're, like, worried. They're, like, oh, well, but we told them, like, no outside comms, so it's not, like, named 8chan or something, like, very close. Like, the boomers won't trust it and they won't flock. So, like, we basically have to name it the, the same thing somehow. You're right. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the problem. And, I mean, Mike Rothschild, who... I would suppose as a friend of the show, mm-hmm. he absolutely he has a really good point in that it's probably not long at all before Jim Watkins starts dropping Q drops during his streams. <laughs> I I really don't see what the holdup is. To be honest, it's obvious. You know, in his letter, Jim is defending Q. You know, he he even kind of lumps himself in with Q. He lists three people, and then he uses the word both, the three being (laughs) him, his company, and QAnon. So he doesn't really, you know, seem to care if people uh, identify him with Q. So I don't think it'll be long before, you know, they'll set up an alternative quote-unquote calm arrangement. And... Yeah, it's like all Bible shit. Any, it's like all this biblical shit where it doesn't even matter if it's the source. It's like, oh, the apostle, uh, the apostle Jim Watkins was informed by Q of like right. this information. He's merely passing it on to you. Like, dude, maybe it's no mistake that he's reading hymns and singing songs and doing all this shit. That yeah, he's, I don't think so. That he's ramping no, up he to is be a like, scammer. Yeah. yeah. He's ramping it up to be like, I am your fucking God now, bitches. Like, he's <laughs> like, I, I like, there's yeah. no more Q because of like secret stuff that don't worry, we're still winning, but we can't, he can't post, but like he is entrusted in me to like be the fucking, you know, messenger or whatever. I mean, I could and see that selling, easily. He's selling eight Kun t-shirts now. <laughs> so All it right. seems like. All right. yeah. it up. <laughs> and probably a few of those are going to be Q themed eventually. So 
it seems like he has got the grift down. He Jim sees that he is in a position in the Q multiverse where he is the only one that can verify a Q drop mm. himself and his son. So he sees that as a way to make money, you know. Yeah, shortly after uh, they did the rebranding, the new URL, uh, you got to work trying to figure out what basically what third party service providers they're trying to use to uh, get the right. site back up. And the first one it seems like they tried to use was a company called Zare, right? Yes. And uh, Zare, Zare apparently um, they they claim that uh, Jim Watkins tried to sign up for their services under a fake name. Do you know anything, know anything about that? I do. And, you know, Alibaba has also claimed that they keep signing up under new names. So it's like it's so hard to get rid of these guys because Nick Lim and all these other, you know, grifters that are behind Jim trying to help him get Acorn back online for a few minutes, you know, they just keep up making new names. It's kind of like the original move from 8chan to 8kun. That kind of showed them, hmm, a new name, you know, can do wonders. So now they just can't stop using new names. Yeah, um, absolutely pathetic. They have no integrity. Even, even yeah, even Selectel said that they... They failed a know your customer check. Like they tried to figure out, you know, it, who just signed up for uh, to try to host 8chan and it wasn't the name they expected. And I guess they emailed for more documents and then God. didn't get anything back. So they terminated them. They're on Selectel right now, by the way. So probably doing it again. Yeah. So backing up just a little bit. So so after Zare didn't work out. Yeah. They went to Alibaba, right? Which was a Chinese based vendor, right? Yes, it just seems like they keep getting more and more, not only expensive, but more extreme <laughs> levels of hosting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, and I saw I saw your letter. You went you went all out on uh, trying to you went to even appealed to the uh, to uh, sort of the, the Chinese government's uh, um, dislike of the sort of the Hong Kong protests, because apparently H. Chan had a, a, a Hong Kong a pro Hong Kong board. I mean, that's that's brutal. Well, tactics. you know, you go for the throat. What I would just say is if Trump did that, they would say he's being a good negotiator. Right. So oh, yeah. I I'm mean, it's being like, a good I, negotiator. I just know where the weak spots are. Yeah, exactly. No, no it's like it's like regardless of how, you know, how you feel. I don't know how many tankies listen to our show, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you feel about Hong Kong. But regardless, it was it was a, a very it was a very, very smart move. And I, I know I saw the conversations you had with the representatives from Alibaba and they uh, they uh, H.N. Kun tried to keep using their service or signing up for the service over and over right. and over again. It, yep. It was, it was, it was very, they're very insistent. I mean, uh, so after uh, Alibaba, it was, what, what was the, the Russian service that they tried to get to? Selectel. Yes, Selectel. So they're going, going to Russia now, which is, um, which is, you know, I guess, I guess controversial because, you know, um, you know, uh, Russia uh, is, is famously, you know, running uh, information ops to try and increase sort of right. divisions in the United States, uh, which uh, QAnon is, uh, they, they sort of, they use some Twitter accounts to boost QAnon uh, a little bit. Um, so, and so, but even then you, th a lot of people suspected that the Russian company would be hundred percent fine with hosting HN because it was something that was, I suspected that too. I yeah. thought this was going to be our hardest battle. That's why <laughs> I pulled out just anything I could think of, you know, oh yeah, the Russian government banned HN in 2015. That's something that maybe only I would remember. So, but, um, yeah, I thought this was going to be our hardest battle. And it might end up being that because, you know, the reason that 
Selectel claims that they banned the 8chan 8kun account was for like a documentation mix-up, which isn't, you know, the most hopeful kind of uh, reason for blocking them, you would hope, you know. The other two companies were very clear that, oh, we kicked them off because uh, three shooters used their platform and they did nothing about it, you know. Gotcha. Meanwhile, the Russians, in their letter to Micah Lowinger uh, from On The Media, NPR, that's how we know what the Russians said. He he got back from them that it was a documentation mix-up. And they're currently using a Russian IP right now for the same ISP. So, but I, I guess I should probably explain because it's kind of confusing. There's two parts to this. And even the, the reason that they can just keep moving around so fast is because that's just like... I guess you can say the front door, right? How you can think about it is whenever somebody will post on 8kun, they will go through Russia and then that Russian server will actually make the post on 8kun. And whenever they want to get a post from 8kun, the Russian server will be the one to give it to them. So it's a proxy, it's a stand, it's like a middleman. Because Jim and others know that if we know where his real servers are, It'll be a lot easier to get him deplatformed, and it'll be a lot harder. You know, you might have seen all those servers loaded up in the back of a van. Um, yeah, what the hell was that yeah. all about? Is like the the post that yeah. from his uh, is it wet yet? This new shell corporation, uh, a Twitter so, account, and it also doesn't those, look like the most um, you know foolproof operation. Like if you're really trying to sell yourself as kind of like a you know uh, uh, like a uh, message board sort of mastermind like you don't necessarily want to be like yep had to load all the servers into the <laughs> truck like into the jalopy like we'll figure out something everything's going fine don't worry about us like it's just kind of silly <laughs> yes absolutely so that we're not sure what happened there because they were saying right up until then that they were coming online in a few days in a few hours you know they've been they've been saying that <laughs> <laughs> They've been saying that every week, pretty much, since they went down in August. You know, either Ron or Jim. I mean, well, they know that their audience is willing to wait. I mean, we're coming <laughs> <Yeah>. up. It's, <laughs> been, it's been over uh, by the, the, the day that this episode is released will be the two-year anniversary of the first Q drop. So, oh. So, um, wow. so, so Happy birthday, Travis. Yeah, right. <laughs> Happy yeah, birthday there was to a, the end of your life. <laughs> there was an introspective moment as the, in the latest Jim stream where they ask him, is it going to be up by the two-year anniversary of the latest Q drop? And he actually looked sad there. He was kind of <laughs> frowning and, no, I don't think so. That would be good, wouldn't it? But 8kun's not all about Q, guys. You're yeah. right. Yeah, right. It's yeah, the, I know. It's all right? it's about. <laughs> At this point, it's all about Q. That's I what it's all about. You. It might not have been where the 8chan went down, but. So, yeah, continue your explanation there. Uh, the, the, the right. server's in the back. We're not sure what happened. My current most likely theory is they got evicted from the <laughs> anti-technology data center. That oh, is my most. That would be amazing. <laughs> because the servers, the that kind of server is the kind that Jim used to order. And this company that makes the uh, case of the server is the same, Polywell. So I recognize, you know, oh, those, they at least could have come from his company. And... The reason I think it was an unplanned eviction was because he, you know, was saying it's going to be online in, in a few days, any minute now, guys. And then 
wham, we get hit with this, you know, servers in the back of a car. And some Q believers didn't even want to believe it. They were just saying, oh, yeah, he's, that's like a, a backdated photo. That's like last week he's showing us. No, I don't think so. I think it was like minutes because Ron Watkins also posted, have a safe trip. So it sounded like Digital Realty, which is the company that owns uh, the data center they used to use, uh, 200 Paul in San Francisco. It seems like that company finally got wise to Jim's shenanigans and, and evicted him. That's what I think happened. So, wow. so you're saying, so he's trying to pass it off like, I got all these new servers like for this amazing site that I'm going to do or whatever. Right. No, a lot of those are old. I recognize those. A lot of those are his old servers. But what you but <laughs> what instead but instead so he's like, yo, he's like, yeah, eight coon gonna be the next dopest thing. Look at all these new servers I've got in my jalopy, like that I'm gonna this is gonna be amazing. But really what they were is him leave, taking the servers that they already had <laughs> putting them into his car. <laughs> so okay, so he wants to set up a new place for these servers to live. Uh again, these are um the invisible side of 8chan, his side, the side that are not gonna be affected by by the proxy changes right well it might be he hopes that it will remain invisible but if 8chan gets back online using a reverse proxy there are several ways to figure out where the real host is uh i'm not going to tell all the ways because then might he might plug some of the bugs but right. there are several ways well so. god, god bless you frederick for <laughs> for, for having this knowledge and also like keeping uh, keeping on top of it every single day. So can he just set up his own thing or does he have to bring these servers to a new company that has a data center? One chan I know of is run from somebody's basement, literally. They just got like a fiber connection out there and they just run it from their basement. So that's possible. But probably he's going to want, for the number of servers in the back of that van, he's going to want like a real data center for all of those if he plans to go online with the same amount of capacity as before it, it's it's kind of hard to say exactly because so much you know he's not being transparent with us at all where everything we know we're just like guessing mm. he most likely is going to want to find a real data center to put those in but it's not necessary he could yes get a fiber line run out to wherever and get like a business, small business ISP to come connect it. Uh, 420 Chan is run that way. So you know, the other thing I wanted to ask about is that you've also been uh, trying to lean on uh, the company that uh, that uh, offered the uh, was a domain name to uh, 8Q, which is two cows, correct? Right. So, I mean, um, I mean, have they been at all responsive to... Uh, not at all. Not mm. to me or to anybody else, as far as I know. I see. So, uh, you think you think these uh, these these domain providers are a little bit, um, you know, they they want to be uh, as uninvolved, and I guess the sort of like the political side of uh, of web services even more so than the sort of the uh, the server providers. Yes, they do. How I think about it, right, is it's kind of like a game of dominoes right now. We keep pushing Jim onto more and more expensive uh, services like right. ISP connections, you know. If you think about just the networking stuff that we're talking about before, to get like the bottom bargain basement, you know, the cheapest kind of stuff like OVH, mm -hmm. Zare, they they would charge like a penny 
or two pennies per gigabyte of transfer, which is pretty good, you know, as far as the whole market goes. Then you have like cloud providers, which charge more like Amazon. Um, then, you know, we started getting them kicked off all of that. They went to Alibaba, kicked off of that. Now that they have to use the Russian stuff, it's going to be slow because all their people are in America and Russia is on the other side of the world. Right. So, so I mean, what, I mean, wh wh where if you've ever played online ga games, you would know that the ping is going to be crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so where does this end? I mean, if he, if he, if even like the Russians don't want to fuck with them, I mean, the reason that they gave them was, I guess, a sort of a technical that they, yeah. but, um, but, 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 and I would hope that people would keep, you know, Selectel, the Russian company that it's on right now. You know, just just keep letting them know. That's what I've been doing. Yeah. So, I mean, but let's assume that even Selectel decides that, yes. that okay. they want a problem. Where where would he go from here? I mean, is he going to start having to go some like some some sort of uh, some weird place in like the former Czech Republic or something? Is he he's going to have well, the the thing about it is there's really not much else he can go if he wants to keep his site online and, you know, kind of a, impervious to attacks. Because he could have went online just from NT Technologies data center, assuming that they weren't evicted, you know, before they were perhaps evicted. But the reason that he can't keep using that one is because it's only a single data center and it's only a single trunk line out to the outside world. So it's a single point of failure and, you know, hashtag anonymous hacktivists can very easily take him down mm. if it's just a single location. So that's why he's, you know, doing anything and everything to try to stay on via cloud providers so that he doesn't, you know, get any kind of attack. Because if he does manage to get online, there will be media reports those media reports will show hackers that they can, you know, get attention from taking down 8chan. Um, this kind of hacking is really all about money. It, you just need, you know, capacity to point at the other person's capacity, right? If they have a 10 gigabit upload and you have like a 20 gigabit uh, upload, well, then you can take down him twice over. You know, <laughs> so it's just all about money. It's not really hacking in the in the like regular sense, you know. And so another thing that I had a question about is Project Odin. And now th there's been some work behind the scenes, apparently, on their side to create a essentially a decentralized version of 8chan, maybe even circumventing this whole, you know, child pornography being hosted on your on people's machines by just making it completely text only, which seems to be the goal with Project Odin. How far along do you think they really are? It seemed like they were, you know, saying again, days away from having it happen. Yeah, I know they always been, do that. He's been working on it since 2000. 2018. So what are the, the chances? The funny thing is, Ron Watkins said, we're very confident, guys. We're already on version 9, but version 1 through 8 wasn't released. So that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so what do you think? I mean, do you think it's possible that, you know, Russia drops, everything gets dropped? Like, what, what does it mean to be decentralized? If Project Odin goes online, what does that mean? Probably nothing. A lot of people have been working on these decentralized forms, decentralized image boards. A lot of people that are much smarter than Ron Watkins and his team, you know, and that isn't to say that Ron Watkins is dumb, but he's one programmer. And, you know, there have been many, many people that have been working on this. 
And so far, there is no popular ubiquitous decentralized image board or even kind of forum system. It's hard to really discuss because there's so many different ways that they could decentralize it. Now, I tend to just think that they will be doing the cheapest, worst way as a grift. So if that's the case, it's just going to be like a resurrection of their previous project, SusuCoin, which, you know, is like a crypto scam as far as I'm concerned. Um, you have to pay to post on it. It is text only, just like they say Project Odin will be. Um, it probably will be another one of these blockchain, crypto, you know, dime a dozen scams that every one seemed to be launching last year, you know. Doesn't seem there's as much money in them now as there was uh, one, two, three years ago, but I really doubt that Project Odin, yeah, will will work if it's SusaCoin rebranded, re like I think it will be. Okay, but what if they just choose to reskin something like ZeroNet, which was working and it was working on the dark web, just to get the Q drops back online? Like, is that yeah, possible? Yeah, they could do and that. Is, is there any way to yes. fight that if that's the last line of defense and they just want QAnon back online? From the latest gym stream, or at least the latest one at the time we're recording, it's called Service Due. It seems like Jim is going to be like doing that and the reason is because he tells people that they're going to need a vpn to post and it's very dangerous to post without a vpn and he uses this corny analogy where well if you want to get on 8coon you're going to have to call up your buddy and tell your buddy to turn on his pc so you can connect so i don't you know i don't exactly understand what he's trying to say with that <laughs> he also he also explains the tor network completely wrong like, worse than just somebody, like, if you gave a third grader the FAQ page and the About page and then said, okay, explain Tor to me, they would do a better job than Jim's idiotic explanation of Tor. That makes no sense. Um, but if they go online via ZeroNet, they could get the Q drops up that way. Yes, probably. What's, what's interesting to me is it almost sounds like this sort of transition of Watkins sort of, um, you know, becoming this kind of like YouTube uh, influencer is, is maybe kind of a backup plan in case all of this shit falls through. Because yeah. at the end yeah. of the day, it's like you don't need a, you don't need a server house to be a prophetic, you know, uh, Q QTuber, essentially. I mean, maybe <laughs> maybe that is the backup plan is that he's like, well, worse comes to worse. Like we were talking about earlier, like worse comes to worse. If nobody lets me on, he was like, at the very least, I can still command an audience that will be um, uh, sympathetic to the grift. You yeah, know, and even, if, he, yeah. If, if he pairs that with a zero net clone that allows uh, just maybe even one channel where only yeah. Q can post using the same trip code, yeah. that would be a solution. I mean, but I think obviously... On a broader scale, I think he'd like a few things. Money, recognition. Yes. Yes. Like, he doesn't just want Q back online. He could have done that long ago in many yeah, ways. No, he, if he just wanted Q back online, we know that Ron is in direct contact with Q. So yeah. he could just say, hey, Ron, tell Q to give me a drop. You know? Yeah. It would not be, you know... That's assuming that Jim doesn't know who Q is. Big assumption. Mm -hmm. I guess that he also doesn't want to like lose a lot of the boomers who, in their brain, they're like, "There's a site called Eight Chan, and that's where that's Q where goes." It is. But yeah, if, yeah. if it were Eight Coon and it had a board, even if it had no other boards mm -hmm. and was only able to be posted on by Q, 
I think people would still go for that. You might lose 30 or 40% to it, but but most would still go for it. So it, it is interesting to see that it's not just about that for him, obviously, because I think he wants... Uh, he wants the clout. He wants the clout. He wants to be able to have won, basically. Yeah. He wants to have won because he's losing money on this. This is not smart <laughs> yeah. in any way. It's not a good business plan. He's just like, if I can win, then I'll be like a free speech guy. Yeah. And like, he seems bored. You know, the, the funny thing about that, in his latest stream, he says... Uh, uh, quitters never win and winners never quit and I'm a winner exactly and yeah there it is if you if you know him in real life he always talks in terms of like races and nationalities and you even see this when he was on um our American news where he says I'm an American man and I'm not a European and we don't do things this European way so when I knew him he associated quitting with Japanese people he would always say, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And let's remember, his main source of income is Japanese. He's gotten into many, many fights over the years with Japanese business partners. Yeah. He almost he almost got into a fist fight with a Japanese guy. I so, mean, uh, if, you're, if I'm not was, wrong, all of his porn money is essentially hosting yes. Japanese porn Yes. In the United States, so that J it gets around the Japanese censorship, and so he made his money on Asian bikini bars based on like these Japanese men looking for the pornography they wanted and providing yes. it to them uh, by circumventing, yeah, the, the rules. So for him, it's very psychological. He sees if he quits at this point that he is not even American anymore. He's like a Japanese man, whatever that would mean, right? And you know, he used to talk about himself and his Japanese business. He would say that he was like General MacArthur and he was given control over the Japanese traffic. You know, he would talk in these very, uh, yes, racist terms. Um, so he just doesn't want to quit because he thinks that if he quits, he is not even, you know, white or American anymore. And it would be as if he committed suicide. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, yes. no common, one, no one would want that. Common theme among these Q pushers, pride. Yeah. <laughs> LARPing as generals Lark and pride. They're pride. They're prideful people. Yeah. And so how's this battle been for you just on a personal level? I mean, you seem to spend quite a bit of time doing it. Um, you know, what, what are you kind of getting out of it? Not in terms of profit, but just, you know, what is the point uh, here and what's the end game? Well, I mean, it is kind of fun. And like I told you, uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's mostly just fun. Um, it is highly amusing watching people contort themselves, trying to explain what is happening, why Q is allowing this to happen, especially. Because at this point, 8chan had a lot of users that were not Q people, but the ones who are still there loyally for Jim and for 8chan are the Q people because they're the only ones that need 8chan at the end of the day and can't go to another image board, can't go on 4chan, can't go on any of these, you know, hundreds of other smaller websites. They need Q because, I'm sorry, they need Jim because Q said he would only post on 8chan and Jim to them is 8chan. So that's, you know, really all that's left when it comes to people that argue with me online about why 8chan should be, you know, put back online. I even had somebody message me kind of a very sad story. 
at 1 a.m. in her country begging me to let Q come back online because she just, you know, doesn't have anything else going on in her life and is really bored and, you know, told me about her different disabilities and stuff like that. And on the one hand, I can, I can be a little bit sympathetic, but on the other hand, the people that are watching this play out in the Q universe and who are not asking any questions, you know, there comes a point where I don't, I just don't know how stupid the show, as they would call it, has to get before they decide to leave the theater. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think there is a limit, honestly, for some of these people. I think uh, some of them are essentially fully radicalized into this alternate reality, you know, and um, I don't, I, there's going to be, I mean, think that having Q be offline for a long time will, will help, but uh, a lot of people, I feel like they're gone. When even Chief Police 2 is making fun of you, Chief Police 2, one of the stupidest accounts on Twitter, when even he is dunking on you, you know you have a problem. Yeah, Obama, yeah, yeah. Chief Police 2 said that Obama was secretly executed in Gitmo. Yes. But the uh, uh, eight coon logo was just too much for him. <laughs> yeah, the snake, yes. the snake was creepy. It's fucking with their Christian yes. values. <laughs> I mean, beautiful stuff. Jim Watkins, the, uh, the American patriot that he is, is seeking citizenship in the Philippines, correct? Correct, yes. And uh, and uh, as part of uh, Filipino law that um, uh, you can't uh, become a naturalized citizen of the Philippines unless you uh, have a good moral character, something to that effect, right? Yes, basically and, that's it. And so 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 you, as like shortly after learning that Jim Watkins was uh, was uh, seeking citizenship, you immediately <laughs> drafted a statement about. Basically, what a piece of shit Jim Watkins is. <laughs> and got your ass to court <laughs> and then submitted an oral written statement. What was that like? Well, the good thing about making your own schedule is that, you know, I can take a day wherever I need to. I didn't know that I was going to be taking that off. You know, <laughs> the reporter who let me know that it was going to be there and asked me if I was going uh, kind of only let me know like a day before the exact details. So... I didn't even get to see the order until, like, I was deciding whether I was going to go or not. But, yeah, you know, um, I think that perhaps it may never have happened before, what I did. Uh, it, it's kind of like, you know, in a lot of countries' laws, there will be something on the books that says you have to have a good moral character to be a citizen. That's very common. But it's not usually interrogated by the court system or you know, by um, anybody, really. You know, it's just something they put in there along with every other requirement because it would be like, well, if we don't put it there, it seems like we don't want moral citizens. So, yeah. Um, I got, you know, I read the order. I realized that there was a public comment portion of the, um, of the hearing, at least if anybody from the public shows up, you know. So, yeah. I drafted a statement. I unfortunately didn't have the time to, like, get a lawyer and tell them how to do the case. But, you know, I represented myself in court in the U.S. before. So I figured, uh, yes, it might, you know, might be a little scary to do it in a country that I've not grown up in. But maybe it's not that different, you know. 
And so uh, Jim Watkins d- didn't show up to his own citizenship. Yes, that's right. that's right. He did not show up to his own. <laughs> he did not even show up to his own naturalization hearing. Uh, I think that Jim Watkins's many children, there's a lesson in there for them. <laughs> but uh, a lawyer representing uh, Jim was and he was apparently yes. not particularly happy with uh, with uh, your statement. No, not at all. You know, it, the, the lawyer that I actually knew this guy because he does all of the immigration stuff for Jim and all the business stuff also. Mm. Like every foreign employee of Jim's would know this guy. At least you met him once, you know. So, yeah, it, it was funny because I knew him. And so when he saw me, I, I think at first he might have thought that, like, did somebody from my office mix up the days when, you know, something like that. But then it became clear that, no, I knew why I was there. I was there to testify against his client. And he did not even think that I had standing in a legal sense to be there. He was wrong. He did not know the order as well as I did, I guess. But he did not think that I would even be able to testify. So, yeah. Well, that's... uh, Pretty glorious. Yeah, that's amazing. And, uh, I like your little laminated piece of paper you brought with you. You seem very prepared. Yes. And, uh, if this- I was very prepared. Um, my wife helped with a lot of that. <laughs> if, the, if this is the level of, you know, kind of military operations it takes to take down the, the greatest underground <laughs> secret <laughs> military. Then- the thing about Q is it's such a great military operation. Yeah. That the citizens cannot even be Americans. Otherwise, the whole operation just goes up in smoke. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, thanks so much for answering questions about that. Yeah, uh, it is Fred. fascinating. I know that uh, you, you know, you came on here for very serious reasons, but unfortunately, we've also prepared something incredibly unserious and potentially even um, stupid. (laughs) 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 And that is one of our beautiful boys, Jake's uh, wonderful stories. Enter the Matrix, Coon. Frederick Brennan exhaled, his fists unclenched. He looked down at the pile of bodies scattered about on the floor next to him. They began to ripple and glitch, morphing from white men wearing MAGA hats back into average-looking civilians. (laughs) (laughs) He carefully walked over to a man in a leather workman's apron, gently cradling a deep wound in his side. (laughs) Sorry. The key. Yes. Our, our star is fucking up the first line. No, that's exactly how I intended it to be read. Julian, you don't know anything about movies and stuff. Shut up. <laughs> the man glanced up at Frederick, who seemed to tower over him, his long black overcoat flapping in a simulated breeze. The man stared into his own reflection inside Frederick's glasses. He nodded slowly, reached into his shirt pocket, and produced a single key. It was magnificent. <laughs> it's not just perfectly carved. It's shiny brass skin glistened from the overhead fluorescence. Frederick reached out and gently took the key. The man then collapsed to the ground, dead. I'm sorry I couldn't save you. He whirled around and headed towards the door to the storage room. As soon as he exited, he found himself in a long, narrow hallway with hundreds of doors on either side. At the end of it all, one door stood out among the rest, the core. Frederick began making his way down the hallway. Without warning, 
the doors began to fly open and hundreds of anti-Semites, neo-Nazis, and shit posters poured out from them. They hurled themselves toward Frederick like an undead horde. Frederick pushed forward, using an impressive array of blocks and kicks to push back the throngs of attackers. As the thugs lunged at him, he used their own momentum to pull them past him, sending them flying down the hallway. At one point, Frederick took a running start, ran up one of the goons' bodies, and used him like a human skateboard, surfing the waves of assholes who crumpled to the floor like well-placed dominoes. The thug's face peeled off as it ground against the floor. Frederick hopped off him, effortlessly running along the wall, bypassing another wave of thugs. He was getting closer to the core. He could see light trickling out from the tiny sliver of space under the door. Three neo-Nazis charged him. They were screaming wildly about free speech. Frederick cocked his fist back, planted his feet. He then propelled himself off the ground, slamming his fist into one thug after another in a single punch. All three men went flying backwards, bouncing off the sleek white walls. Frederick glanced behind him. He had left a wake of injured thugs, writhing in pain on the floor of the hallway. The door to the core was now right in front of him. He carefully reached into his shirt and produced the key. He hesitated for one fraction of a second and then inserted the key into the door. A beam of light began to form around the doorway, enveloping Frederick as the light grew more powerful with each second. Finally, he was surrounded by it, transcending time and space. I've been expecting you, Frederick. Frederick felt disoriented. He was now standing in an all-white room, lined wall-to-wall with primitive-looking monitors. A greasy-looking middle-aged man sat behind a desk, gleefully rubbing his hands together like a child who had just convinced his parents to let him stay home sick from school that day. A Q-pin was attached to the lapel of his all-white suit. Who are you? I am the architect. I created the Matrix. I'm pretty sure I created it, though. The man shifted shifted calmly in his large leather chair. Perhaps, although many would agree that while you did (laughs) indeed create the infrastructure, it was I that brought the Matrix to its full potential. Uh, by catering solely to Nazis and pedophiles and mass shooters. Interesting. <laughs> that was <laughs> interesting. That was quicker than the others. The architect got up from the table, adjusted his glasses, and began to do a weird dance slash yoga pose. His, <laughs> his body moved with the fluidity of Nickelodeon gack, and Frederick became incredibly uncomfortable. <laughs> You see, the Matrix is much older than you realize. There have been 17 versions to be exact, friend. The architect was now gyrating his hips like he was spinning some sort of invisible hula hoop. Sweat poured from his greasy forehead. We learned early on that free speech means nothing unless you allow the most extreme version of it. That makes absolutely no sense. As it should, as you are still as you are still human, you are unfortunately bound to some of their weaker qualities, compassion, empathy. You see, initially we had implicated a moderate, tasteful amount of free speech, the kind that only involved speaking. But your kind rejected it, 
They refused to live in a world where speech only applied to the things one said. What the heck are you talking about? Eventually, we figured out a solution to expand the parameters of free speech to allow the potential inclusions of physical actions, such as assault and murder, a choice. What? What are you even talking about? The architect was now shuffling around the circular chamber doing the I'm a little teapot short and stout dance. <laughs> <laughs> You see, Frederick, if there isn't a space for the most extreme ideology to take shape, then mankind is essentially living what you might call a communist regime. <laughs> it is the price your species pays to create the illusion of a free society. So why am I here? The architect finally took his seat behind the desk and folded his hands and smiled earnestly. <laughs> You've been interfering with our main operational servers. So what? <laughs> <laughs> the architect chuckled. Interesting. You're different from the others. <laughs> the television screens lining the wall all switched to images of Frederick, all very unimpressed with everything the architect had to say. Some laughed, some shook their heads in shame. The function of the one is to basically leave me alone while my large adult son and I create the next version of the Matrix. <laughs> Matrix Coon. We've even come up with some pretty snappy graphics. <laughs> he clicks a button on his pen and all of the screens switch to a moderately impressive animation with a snake in the shape of a figure eight. The architect glanced back over his shoulder at Frederick, his eyebrows raised as if to say, not too shabby. A pig wandered out from behind <laughs> A pig wandered out from behind the desk, oinking and eating slop out of a nearby trough. This will fail just like the last one. And why is that? Because I'm smarter than you. This seemed to anger the architect a little. He furrowed his brow and licked his chops. You're desperate. You know you alone can't energize a bunch of racists and anti-Semites. You're too weird. You don't look like a man with all the answers. You look like a man who records bad-angled videos outside an Enterprise rent-a-car. <laughs> the architect smiled. Precisely why I enlisted a partner. Frederick looked down at the ground, his mind racing. Q. The architect again got up from the table. This time, he produced a broken kazoo and attempted to play taps, <laughs> but instead ended up sounding like a dying raccoon. You have two choices. Allow us to download your data, share your wisdom, and together we can create a more efficient matrix, one whose purpose is far more direct. The previous versions were too broad, too sloppy, this one will focus specifically on a certain religious group, one that controls the entire world outside of the Matrix, one that wishes both my destruction and yours. And what's the second choice? The architect gestured to a door at the far side of the room. That door leads back into the Matrix, where your friends will inevitably die. Without thinking, Frederick took off towards the door. The architect called out one last time. 
It's too late. My bots have already won. Frederick, join me. Frederick stopped and looked over his shoulder one last time at the architect. For your sake, I hope we don't meet again. The architect clenched his jaw, a feeling of rage building inside of him rapidly. We won't. Frederick exploded through the door, a cloud of flames and debris at his heels. He propelled himself forward out of the building at nearly the speed of light. The large skyscraper rippled and shattered and Frederick screamed through the city. In his wake, a giant debris field consisting of hentai, various pepes, both common and rare, and even more disturbing hentai trailed behind him. In the distance, he could see three specks. As he got closer, the specks took the shape of men. They were falling through the sky, firing Uzis up at another group of men wearing Guy Fox masks who pursued them through the lit up city sky. Frederick recognized the three as Jake Rokitansky, <laughs> Travis View, and Julian Field. Julian immediately. <laughs> Julian, Julian immediately took three bullets to the chest and died midair. <laughs> Frederick clenched his fist and propelled himself even faster in between the buildings and managed to grab Travis and Jake at the last second. They flew upwards past the cloud line and settled on the peak of a nearby skyscraper. Travis and Jake brushed the hateful rhetoric off of their bodies. <laughs> they stood and shook Frederick's hand. He gave them a knowing nod. I appreciate all you've done, but there's only so much the three, well, two of you can do without a deep <laughs> understanding of network code. Uh, that sort of thing. The two podcast hosts <laughs> nodded. They don't, you don't even acknowledge that I was killed. Where will you go? You don't even care. Jake says, where will you go? What will you do? I must return to the source. The servers? Yes. But Fred, will you be able to destroy them? Perhaps not. But at the very least, I will be very annoying for them. <laughs> <laughs> Travis nodded solemnly. In this day and age, sometimes that's the best you can hope for. <laughs> Frederick nodded. <laughs> then, without warning, he crouched down to the cement rooftop and shot upward into the night sky as Jake and Travis looked on in amazement. They watched as Frederick disappeared into the night sky, undoubtedly leaving room for a subpar third installment that Travis and Jake would begrudgingly shell out money to see in the theater. The end. Wow. <laughs> Thank you for my role my role in that. It's important. <laughs> Just dying I think that's going to be my new thing. It's Julian's oh, kind of going to be like Kenny from South Park. <laughs> Fantastic. He's just going to be like just oh. horribly like just mm -hmm. horribly disfigured and like oh. killed like immediately in every story. I'm glad I started this podcast. With you. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally worth it. Oh man, I can't wait for the sequel to be honest. All right. So Fred, uh, is there anything that you'd like to plug before we go? Well, I would tell uh, your listeners to join my Twitter if you want to help get 8chan, 8kun, whatever they're calling it this week, taken down. Um, it's hw underscore b-e-a-t underscore t-h-a-t, hw beat that. Uh, you know, it's pretty laid back except for when I am grilling Jim for the 10th time in one day. But <laughs> right. it, it, other than it's, that, it's laid back. Um, yeah, it's... It's entertaining to watch, I'll say that. Well, yeah, thanks again for, for coming on, uh, Fred. Yeah, no problem, no problem. You have been listening to the QAnon Anonymous podcast. If you like the show, you can support us and get a second weekly episode for just $5 a month. This will also get you access to our whole archive of premium episodes. 
We don't run any advertising. We want to keep it that way. So head to patreon.com slash QAnonAnonymous and subscribe. Thanks. Boys, you've done a great job on this. Congratulations. Well, thank you. This is the best outro we've ever done. Listener, until next week, may the deep dish bless you and keep you. It's not a conspiracy. It's fact. And now, today's auto cue. (laughs) I've been to Pattaya. I went there for the water festival. It was funny. It was fun. And, And I got really drunk and I fell in a ditch. The third time in my life I fell in a ditch. You know, Dean Martin, he was 100% American, but he sang a great song about Italy called That's Amore. When the moon hits your eye Like a big pizza pie That's Amore with a smile on your face like a pasta fazool, you're in love. When your heart goes tippy tippy tay like a gay tarantella. Lucky fella. Excuse me, but you see, back in old Napoli, that's a more. <laughs> I need a day job. I'm thinking about going blind for disability. Ah.